So as we begin this morning, we're just going to step in to that slipstream because the Lord is going ahead of us. And we're going to catch the tailwind. We're going to step into his draft. So let's just begin to focus on the Lord. Give every bit of your energy right now to the Lord. I'm calling on you, young people, step in right now. Don't wait. Don't wait till the atmosphere moves you. Decide right now that you're going to give God all of your being. I don't know if you noticed what just happened in the room, but God is training us by his spirit to soar at a level we've never soared before. And the shift that took place just now, you felt it, the shift down, right? It was as soon as we began to, to speak words we know. And so the Lord is trying to make us more comfortable with being away from what we understand, what our minds know. And so let's, we're going to go to that track and just begin to release your sound to the Lord. Don't look for words. To pray in tongues, sing in tongues, sing the Spirit. We we want we're looking for that. There's a there's a realm. There's a level of orbit in the Spirit, and the higher you go, the faster you can go. And there's a speed, there's a pace at which the Spirit of God is taking this generation of the church. And there's no room in it for any of our our human thinking or our mixtures enter if you're not sure what to be doing at this time get away from your mind lead with desire lead with desire desire Jesus more than you've ever desired him before just long release that longing I want to be where you are Continue to release your sound. I can't explain how this has been confirmed, but people who weren't praying with us came and shared with me things who were praying with us. And, and something's happening in the spirit right now. There are destinies that are shifting. I began to pray earlier about the fact that God has called us to call those things which are not as though they are. There are destinies. There are realities there are things that God is creating right now because the sound of the Lord is entering into creation. Your worship has begun to open up a gateway for the Lord to enter in so that his reality can become our reality. Lord, we say, let the visions that you have for our lives cascade to down upon our minds. We say in the name of Jesus, come, come. The Lord is calling you to an intercession that pulls heaven down to earth. The cables, the lines, like ribbons of light have fallen into this room. And your faith enables you to grab something of destiny, something that is not now, but is future. It's not from this world, but is from the kingdom of heaven. And as you lay hold of it with your spirit, as you allow those abilities that are inside of your spirit to draw down, draw down, 
draw down the kingdom of heaven. It's not just an event. It's not just a change of circumstances. It is the condition that allows for the kingdom of God to flourish. The Lord says, the my dominion has come. Yet there is a posture that my people must take. It is with your heart you believe, but it is with your mouth that you make confession of that belief. And so the Lord says right now, if you truly believe of my dominion, if you truly believe of my kingdom, then you must declare it. You must speak right now into the atmosphere that he has dominion. He has dominion. He has dominion. He has dominion. See, there's something about, we, we're okay with the idea of it coming at another time. But what if it was to come right now? God is waiting. His rule is definite. His rule is complete. Yet it waits in heaven for something in the earth to respond. God, let your dominion come to the earth. Let it come and crush the dominion of man. Let it come and weigh down on the people. Let it come and buckle our knees so we fall before you. I declare that the Lion of Judah is treading upon the earth. We invite the Lion of Judah. We invite the Lion of Judah. Break. Break us. Break us. Oh God, break us. Break us. Break us. Break us. Break us. Break us. We won't relent. You have dominion. You have dominion. How willing are we as a people to get on our knees and declare the truth of God? You see, there's realms reserved for those that are full-hearted. David and Moses saw those places. Yet on the day of Pentecost, God released something that enabled people to enter into those realms. If they would be full-hearted and join with the sound. There is something inevitable coming. There is a surge coming that will sweep many, many people into it. Yet the ones that will be able to ride the wave and create something of dominion here on the earth are the ones that bend their knee and are full-hearted, like David and like Moses. Have your dominion. These times are not for us to fulfill a ritual, but to seek him, to seek his face. And the final generation, the generation of Jacob is defined in the Psalms as those 
who when he says, seek my face, they say, your face, Lord, I will seek. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Seek me and find me. Seek me. Seek me. Have you come to the end of your seeking? Have you looked everywhere you thought I could be? Have you seen little children two years old playing hide-and-go-seek? How quickly discouraged they are because I am not in obvious places. The immature get quickly discouraged. But I want to say to you, faith causes you to continue. Faith empowers you to continue seeking because faith believes that I am and I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Faith believes. Faith is convinced. Faith is assured that I will not go unrewarded. I must and will continue. Faith says he is here. Faith says he lives. Faith says he can be found. Seek me and find me. Seek me and find me. Oh, the Lord says, I am creating a people who find me in the most unlikely places. Because what I'm doing is I'm taking you from your world into my world. I'm taking you to the secret places, the places you do not know. You only can look in the places you know until faith propels you to look where you've never looked before. This is what a seeking heart does. A seeking heart goes past the threshold of where I was found last time. I am training you to find me, but I will not hide where you found me last time because I want to give you the secret places. I'm taking you into the secret places. And so as I retreat into what is perceived darkness to you, I say, come and seek me. If you seek me, you will find me. Wherever you are in your life right now, cry out to God to break the unbelief that causes us to be discouraged when things don't happen the way we want them to happen. Oh, God, we want, we want to believe. I want to do something this morning. I want to do uh, some kind of prayer ministry because we want to anoint the people in the church, all of you who want to be anointed, to be strengthened, that the breath of God would breathe on you today to strengthen you for another round, another round, another round. Listen, everything in our lives that we do 
is divided into layers of quality. And, and, and we enter these layers of quality through accomplishment. The easiest one is to think of sports, that a certain league or a certain level represents a certain level of quality. And when we quit, it's always after we have entered into a new threshold. And we quit because we begin to believe we've gone as far as we can go. And the church is riddled with stopping places where people have decided to believe I've gone as far as I can go. But I feel like God is revealing something this morning. Not only that there are more places we can go, but he is releasing something to enable us to go where we've never gone before. We had a really interesting thing happen in the prayer room because uh, uh, Darlene Mitchner got up and prayed. And Darlene is very prophetic. What she does sometimes is she says things and she doesn't understand even what she said. But she just goes there anyway. She just says it. I love that. And uh, there were some things that I caught, but there was one thing that she said about time travel and something about constellations or worlds being, being created or something like that. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I felt there was something in that. But as we came in here, Yoshi came up to me and he says, I, I don't understand this, but I feel like destinies are changing. And it's like way out in the spirit, worlds and are being created right now. New worlds, new futures are being created, something to that effect. And I, I thought, wow, that's amazing. And then as, right before he had come and talked to me, I had begun to see this picture of knowledge coming into time. There is, there is knowledge that is beyond a man's time. And when that knowledge comes into a man's time, it changes his time. When knowledge comes in that belongs to the future, comes into the present, it changes the world in which we live. And we see that in a form in sci-fi movies where there's time travel, where the Star Trek guys from the future go to the past and they must be very careful to not reveal knowledge that is not apportioned for this time. Because if they reveal knowledge that belongs to another time, they will change time. Do you hear what I'm saying? And God is saying, I'm about changing times. I'm about changing. I'm here to not let you settle for the destiny that is immediately before you. Because as children of God, I've apportioned for you to participate in the power of the ages to come. And this is one of the defining scriptures in Hebrews 12. It talks about that when we become born again, when you receive the Spirit of God, you are actually already being given access to the power of ages to come. Come on. That means there are things beyond your destiny, beyond your time, that you legally have access to, but you may or may not participate in. And we are here simply to say today, God, we're tired of living in the breadth of our abilities. We're tired of living in our present knowledge. We're tired of living in what the spirit of this world is telling you is the maximum amount of what we can have. And we're saying, God, we're stepping into our destiny. We're stepping in to the heavenly places where you said we are in fact seated. And we want to participate in the knowledge of the age to come. 
We want to participate in the revelation of the time that is not this time, but is this time because we have taken it to ourselves. You are timeless. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. Oh. And so we step out of the limitations of time and knowledge. And we say, Lord, give us our future. Oh. We, or we say this, Lord, we receive our future. Hallelujah. And so uh, if you want to be anointed, I want you to come forward. Cam, why don't you bring that? And the, the, the pastoral team and elders, as the musicians continue to press in, and I want you to not stop what you're doing. I want you to keep pressing into the presence of the Lord because you're not just after a human touch, but you're after something from the Lord himself. In Jesus' name. 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 Knowledge, revelation. Knowledge, revelation. Knowledge, revelation. Knowledge, revelation. Knowledge, knowledge, revelation. Knowledge, revelation. Revelation, revelation. Knowledge, revelation, knowledge, revelation, knowledge, revelation. Hey! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I had a picture this morning of somebody... And I, I, I shared this with him. It's the picture from the Truman movie. And Truman was a man who had been born in an artificial world. And he was on television. And the world that they had built for him, he thought was the real world, but it was not. There was a whole world beyond the world that had been prepared for him. And I, I began to see, and as I shared it with this one, but I began to see that there are abilities that God wants to move some of you into, that your minds are aligned with a smaller world than God has destined you for. Your lines, your minds are, are aligned and defined by structures that are, that are prepared to contain you, to keep you in to the way that the enemy wants you to think. And I declare today in Jesus' name, that those boundaries are breaking, that those structures are being dismantled. I say, Lord, let faith enable us to break past, to break past that all the places we are anchored to the earth, all the places we are anchored to what we see, what we presently understand in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's press into this for a second. We are contending contending, contending, contending in Jesus' name. All the demonic structures, everything that the enemy has intended to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, when you step into a place you've never been before, 
when you're walking through the woods and it's an unfamiliar path and you, when you don't see clearly ahead of you, you have to tread carefully. And, uh, and so many of us are treading into the realm of the spirit carefully because we're not sure of what lies there. And the, the, there's a conviction of faith that says you can just run. You can run. But because we trust our fear to some degree, because we trust what we understand about what we're going, we're trying to understand the next step instead of just running. Because the Spirit of God is saying, listen, just run and know that it's safe. Just run and know that, that, that there's going to be a clear path. You've got to run at this thing. This tentatively feeling until my understanding assimilates the environment is not the way I've designed you to work. Come on. This whole life, it's a, it's a reliance on your understanding. It's a leaning on your understanding. Instead, you need to step into the realm of creative knowledge the knowledge of God. And your spirit takes you there. Your spirit is the only one that can say, run, it's safe. But you put the brakes on every time. Some of you, when you're worshiping, the brakes get put on because you're not sure if it's safe. You're not sure if you're going to lose something. Maybe that's where insane people go. It's not about losing control of your emotions. It's not about losing control of your body. It's about losing the constraints of your mind that, that doesn't even know. Lord, we declare we will not be constrained by a limited understanding. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. King of heaven, be glorified. The Bible says that with the heart man believes, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And it says that if you will believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, but if you will speak it with your mouth, you will be saved. And I want to put this out there because of the resurrection, believing the resurrection, and then saying that you believe the resurrection is the way to step into the spiritual experience of being born again. And if you haven't done that, I encourage you to do that today because the world beyond the world you see will never be visible to you until you are born again. And we're not worshiping that which we do not see. We are worshiping him who we see with our spiritual eyes. <laughs> and he's more real than anything my natural eyes have seen. Thank you, Lord.
for those of you here that already believe, I'm telling you, you cannot think your way into deeper places. You have to speak your way into it. You have to, have, you have to say what you believe. And I over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, my experience with Christians, when you are limited, it's because you are limited. You, it's, you have an inability to speak what you believe. And as soon as you break through that barrier, things will start to solidify. I encourage you, this is the way God made you as a spiritual being. You believe in your heart, but if that's all you got, you just believe in your heart. But if you want to be a kingdom person, calling those things which are not as though they are, you have to speak what you believe. So you start with the obvious things. Start with what you know, but speak, 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 speak. Can you say amen? Mm. You know, and sometimes I know, you know, we get in these places, well, what if I don't feel like worshiping with all my heart? Well, use your will to motivate your heart. It says, love me with all your strength. Well, you still have strength whether you feel like it or not. So release all your strength. Well, what does that look like? Well, it means body, something in your body. Anything you're doing with all your strength, people don't have to hear you to know you're doing it with all your strength. Your, your body language says as much. Hello? See, some of us are locked into our minds. Our tongues are tied. Our bodies are tied. Love me with all your strength. Love him with all your mind. Well, I, I, I'm trying to do that, except I start thinking about other things. Well, your mind is bound. You can't stay focused on the Lord. It's all about the body being bound, the mind being bound, the will being bound, the emotions being bound. Come on. He says, love me. Take the part you can, you can act, you can do. Yeah, but I don't want to feel like a hypocrite. Anybody go to work when they don't feel like it? You hypocrites? No, you do it because it's in your best interest to do it. Right? You do it because it's in your best interest to do it. It's in your best interest to humble yourself before God. It's in your best interest to praise Him with all your volume you can furnish. It's, it's in your best interest to worship Him, to lift your hands, to clap your hands, to dance before Him. It's in your best interest to do that. Feeling like it is beside the point. You're not going to obey your feelings if they tell you to do what God has told you not to do. If you want the kingdom of God in your life, you have to step into the kingdom of God. And that means obedience. You do what you can do, and God will align what you can't. Hallelujah.
What is it that tells us that uh, uh, something is more genuine in the eyes of the Lord if I feel like doing it? Our pastor said, lift up our hands. Eh? I, don't, I, don't want, I don't feel like doing that. So I've got to be true to me. I don't want to be true to me. I want to be true to him. You decide. What are you going to orient around? We are like satellites that orbit around something. What we're saying is, I will orbit around the Lord. I am going to pull on all of those things And I'm going to pull myself to that place where I'm going to orbit around the Lord. And I'm going to be against anything that restrains me from orbiting around Him. I'm going to be against that. But we unwittingly cooperate with those things because it think, we think it's somehow more authentic. Why? Because your flesh is more real to you than your spirit. That's why it feels more authentic. And when we do the things we're doing, we're trying to cause the unctions of our spirit to become more real than the unctions of our flesh. And if you do that, yeah, it will be easier. But you still have to break the tyranny of the flesh and all its desires. Father, raise up an army. Raise up an army. Raise up an army. Raise up an army of people who are volunteers in the day of your power. Jesus' name. Can you say amen?